All right. Hello. Hi. Welcome back. It's been a long time since we've recorded. Not that long. Like three two weeks. weeks, three weeks. That's it's a long time. two weeks, so. Yeah, but it, it was like every single weekend for so long that it just feels really weird to be. It wasn't long enough, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. No. But I've just been busy, so. Yes, you have. You've been pretty busy. Um, welcome back to Midwest Madness. Uh, true crime cult conspiracy encrypted podcast um i'm emily and i'm danielle if you can hear a dog panting danielle brought sieva again so that's her yeah she's hot right now apparently or excited she's i'm stressed yeah she's excited and sniffing everything so she seems content right now to be smelling one of your blankets so probably smells neville <laughs> yeah maybe um okay so and before anyone asks neville is another talk that was yeah, at emily's house person. sorry <laughs> um yeah so it's my turn to tell a story um this one's not really like bad per se that i could find there's some books and stuff written about it but i didn't have time to order a book yeah um so, I mean, I'm sure there's, like, more stuff I couldn't find on the internet, but okay, what I got going on is, like, not too terrible, but... <laughs> like, in the amount of information you have, or, like, no, the story in general is not bad? The story in general is not bad. Okay. I was just trying, I was trying I to like clarify. Nine pages. Oh, good God. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, <laughs> I don't think it... It's not gonna... I don't think it's gonna be too long, because it's, like pretty straightforward okay so and again i have no idea what you're doing i don't even know what state you're in i'm in minnesota are you yeah i know we're both in minnesota this week but yeah um you had actually texted me you were doing a minnesota story and i had a whole minnesota murder picked out and then i changed it so you could do yours oh god i hope i hope it's not the same story i would be surprised if it's the same story no i know but mine's like part disappearance and then murder there's no murder at all no yours okay then it's probably not the same story no not even a disappearance oh or anything bad really (laughs) is it a cryptid no it's a cult Ooh. oh man i have a cult that i was gonna do but i didn't know how to say it so i it's probably the same one because i have no idea how to say two i'm just gonna Oh, I'm gonna be so annoyed with you. This will be the third topic that you've well just snagged right off my list. Hurry up and do them quicker. Cause <laughs> I'm doing a listener episode oh, or a listener's nice. suggestion, I guess. All right. Well, um, yeah. So I'm doing a cult. Okay. It's located in Minnesota. I thought it'd be fine to do the same state just because there's really not that many cults. No, there's not in min- the Midwest. I did find another one that had a Midwest connection. Okay. So I will be doing that in okay. the future. Sounds good. But um, this one is the cult or religion of Ekinkar. Yep. That's, yep. I was going to do that for like our third episode and I was like, I do not know how to say this. <laughs> I like watched some YouTube videos. I did stuff. too. But I, the one that I like found was, it was creepy. Um, it was like. It will enhance your life. But it, like, never said what it was or, like, mm-hmm. how to say it. And, like, it had, like, a weird galaxy feel to I don't know. It was creepy. I mean, it makes sense. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a cult, so that does make sense. But I couldn't, like, find anything really, like, quote-unquote bad about it. Like I said, there's, like, definitely some books that are, like, 
I survived like this cult, but there's no like stuff on the internet. Interesting about it. So I mean, I have some stuff, but we're yeah, okay. we're just gonna get into it. Okay. Okay. So um, Ekinkar or Ek for short was officially founded in, or is Ekists? That's what they call themselves. Okay. Like to say revealed to the world in oh the 1960s God. by a man named Paul Twitchell. The name Ekankar comes from the first words of a Sikh, S-I-K-H, yeah. scripture. Yeah, Sikh, Sikh. Yeah, I think it's Sikh. I think you're right. Um, Ekankar loosely translates to co-worker with God because the central goal of this cult or religion, whatever you want to call it, is for God to be a real presence in your everyday life. It is believed that Ek has ancient roots and that Paul, quote-unquote, rediscovered Ek. Um, Ekankar belie- followers believe that Paul studied under two different Ek masters, again in quotes. Okay. These masters are Sudar Singh in Paris and in India and then a monk named Ribazar Tarez in Tibet. Um, Ekankar... Inter- so, like, not even anywhere near the States, really? Which is interesting because well, the whole thing comes if it was from like, like an Indian, I mean, we'll get into it. I just it, find that it's interesting that it was like revealed or whatever they say here in Minnesota, but it's not in Minnesota. Well, not well, right away. But yeah, I, I never mind. Just keep going. Yeah, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> I know. Akinkar followers believe that Paul received his Ekmaster title from the monk um, Ribazar Tarez in Tibet, making him the ninety. 90- 971st master or Mahanta, living Ek master or living manifestation of God, is what that is. Okay. Paul founded this cult originally, or religion, sorry, originally in San Diego, California. Then they moved to Las Vegas, then back to California for a short time in a town called Melno Park. Um, at this point, there wasn't really any Ekankar temples just a bunch of different ekankar centers do you know why they moved around so much or just they did they just did okay in the mid-1980s the current mahatan had a vision that the future temple of ekankar was to be located in minnesota um in 1985 the mahatan and some ekankar leaders traveled to minnesota to try to find some land that they could build this temple the mahatan himself found himself on a horse ranch called Higher Path in the town of Chanhassen, Minnesota. The ranch was 175 acres of prairie land. The Mahatan thought this would be the place to build the temple, so he bought the land. Um, I don't know which, like, master, Ackmaster actually moved it to Minnesota. Okay. One source said Paul Twitchell did, but... This was in the 1980s, and he died in 1971, so couldn't be him. No. Um, so I think it might be the current Eckmaster, but I'm not 100% sure, so okay. I couldn't find a definitive answer I'm surprised that. they could find that much room in Chanhassen. Chanhassen's in the middle of nowhere. Doesn't feel like it when you're there, though. When's the last time you were in Chanhassen? In, like, middle school. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, literally middle of nowhere. It doesn't, it really doesn't feel like that when you drive through, or like drive there. Really? At least not to me, it doesn't. But Hmm. I mean, again, middle school a long time ago. 
a lot of just like prairie land there okay i mean probably not as much anymore because it's like chanhassen is one of the is growing a lot yeah like then, a lot of things in this area back then it was definitely in the 90s. i suppose this is the 80s right so okay that makes more sense then no um little fun fact the only person to own more land than the ekankar cult is the one and the only late and great prince really Sorry, or more land in Chanhassen. Yeah. I yeah, should yeah. specify that. So, yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. That is pretty cool. Now, um, R.I.P. Prince. I'm sure you can imagine that the buying of land and building of a temple was met with some backlash from the people of Chanhassen. Oh, I'm sure. Because when, when was the satanic panic stuff? That was, was that the 70s and 80s? Yeah, but this doesn't have anything to do with well sin. but if it's a new religion people tend to freak out about new religions didn't really seem like that the okay. uh there was a petition that was signed by over 500 people not to allow the temple to be built and many parents in the area were just concerned that the group was going to recruit their kids yeah and that's what i mean by a lot of times but it wasn't satanic okay in any way okay i mean this religion is pretty mild i would say so it's kind of like our house of david where they were they were pretty mild yeah okay um but despite community pushback the 800 seat temple was completed in 1989 the temple that ak followers go to to worship has a golden pyramid shaped roof which is the highest point for miles so it can be seen from many surrounding areas which is pretty typical of churches the building itself is a 50,000 square feet and holds hmm. multiple worship spaces, classrooms, and meeting areas. Okay. There are always ek volunteers or hosts, as they call them, at the temple there to answer any visitor questions. Like, we could literally go there and I take kind, like, a tour. I kind of want to. Is that weird? No, it'd be kind of cool, I think. We should do that this winter. Yeah. When we can't, like, go outside and enjoy the weather. When it's cold. Well... We might want to be able to go outside. Oh, that's I'll a good point. To it. Okay. Um, you can also tour the temple with another Ekist volunteer who would tell you all about the Ekkan car and its teachings. Um, now I'm sure you can guess that all these, picture, all these positions are unpaid. Yeah. Of course. I mean, you called them volunteers, so that's not like a huge shock. I just feel like they should get paid for doing oh. all this work. But yeah, absolutely. But a lot of churches don't pay like yeah even the catholic church and our church what that we grew up in yeah you know we do fellowship and you didn't get paid for that you um know? and then there's also framed pictures of the current mahatan or ekmaster on every wall in both the classrooms and worship spaces okay and of course no temple would be complete without a gift shop here you can get books written by all the most recent ekmasters and merchandise i'm sorry there's a gift shop. There's a gift shop, yeah. Oh my god. Duh. Um I <laughs> want to make me like that says, stupid like, happy. I went to the Ekankar temple or something. <laughs> I don't know why that just tickles me so much, but I just oh my god, I yeah. love You can get like bumper that. stickers and stuff. You can get all signs kinds of things. Yikes. I'm um, gonna get you a bumper sticker. I won't use it. I know you won't. <laughs> That's why I'm going to get it for you. <laughs> one cool thing about this property is there are multiple meditation trails. That's cool. Where you're encouraged to be one with nature, and they hold cleanup days throughout the year to keep the property well maintained. Um, it is Do you think that you bring serious? No. 
It is also just two short minutes from downtown Chattanhassen. I'm surprised that we've never seen it then. I've never been to downtown Chattanhassen. Isn't that where the dinner theater is? Is downtown? Never been to the dinner theater. Yes, you have. No, I haven't. What? I went like six times in in middle school. No, never been there. Ugh. God, you're so lucky. I like a good dinner theater. Good. Chattanhassen dinner theater is like popular. And yeah, it's... Depends on the show, I guess. Wow. I've seen some decent ones. I've seen some real. I bet they're great. And I actually, I like bad dinner theater shows too, probably. So. <laughs> you've just saying. you've never been to one, so how do you know? <laughs> I would just assume. As long as the food's good, that's all I care about. That's fair. I mean, it was always fun, but you know, you don't always want to go with the rest of your classmates when you're a seventh grader. Oh, I would have loved that. Yeah, if you get to choose who you sit with. Oh, I don't care. Oh, dude, don't trust me. It I was... had a lot of friends. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot you were so popular. <laughs> I was. That's when I peaked. <laughs> um, okay, uh, okay, back on topic. <laughs> After Paul Twitchell's death in 1971, Darwin Gross became the 972nd Mahatan. And in 1981, Sri Harold Klemp. It's S-R-I. Sri Harold Klemp. Hmm. Became the 973rd Mahatan, and he's the current one. Okay. After wow, that's a long reign. Gross appointed Klemp as the new Eckmaster in 1981. He was actually excommunicated from Eckenkar by Klemp and other Eck leaders. They banned the sale of his books and actually instigated a lawsuit against him for business improperity and copyright infringement, which is kind of ironic, and we'll get to that in a bit, but it's just kind of funny. Um, what a way to be uh, thanked for being yeah. put into a position of power. Right. Yikes. Now, in 1984, Klemp wrote in a letter to Darwin Gross that, quote, do not directly or indirectly associate yourself or your activities with the sacred teaching of Ek or Ekankar in any way, end quote. Here are a few other things that Klemp claimed that Gross did. Okay, so Klemp is the one, the current one, mm-hmm. and he wrote that letter to the previous one. Mm-hmm. Okay, I just wanted to make sure I had it right in my yep. head. Klemp claimed that Gross did that one against his contract with Ekankar. Mm-hmm. Also, like, just want to point out, it's kind of weird that they have a contract. That is weird. For their Ekmasters, but apparently they do. Well, so. maybe it's a way to keep them kind of in line. Maybe. Who knows? Um, so he regularly and habitually failed to perform his duties as the as an officer of defendant, and the defendant was Ekankar, um, failing to oh, live it. up to high moral moral image expected of an officer and trustee of the re- religious corporation, failing to support and assist the living Ekmaster Harold Klemp in spreading the message of Ekankar. Failing to show reasonable respect and courtesy to the living Eckmaster, Harold Klemp, teaching uh, and teaching and spreading doctrines which in the opinion of the living Eckmaster are not consistent with the teachings of Eckenkar. So now... Because and that was, he was in like actual court for that or there no. was like a lawsuit filed? Or? There was a lawsuit, but I don't think it ever actually went to court. Okay, because you called them the defendant, so I just wanted to... there was a lawsuit i don't think it ever actually made it to court okay because like how would you like like this is all like you can't prove that he i just feel like in a court of law you can't prove that he didn't support 
the living master like that's weird yeah it'd be like, it, it would def- definitely is it be against hard the law do. not to support the living master i don't know well but if they if have a contract, a contract i guess then you could be sued for breach of contract i'm sure but yeah who knows how that all works now because of this split Ekankar has actually stricken darren gross's name and his services as the mahatan from all current text and speech as the current Mahatan, Sri Harold Klemp is actually able to work inwardly with his spiritual leaders and many of his followers around the world have reported that Sri Harold interacts with them directly in their dreams or contemplations. So, like, very nice of him to do. I'm sure he's a busy man, but he's taking the time to, like, visit his followers in their dreams. That is so, so nice. Yeah. Way to go, Harold. <laughs> um, under the... Ek masters are ek clergy, so ek masters at the top. So he's like the pope. Yes. Okay. Essentially. Okay. Ek clergy lead worship services and celebrations of life. Okay. To become an ek clergy takes many many years of training and service, and I'm, I'm sure shocked. You can guess that the position is volunteer based. Yeah. Um. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. So ek masters and ek clergy. Okay. So, what exactly is Ekankar and what do they believe? Well, Ekankists believe that light and sound are the two main features of the Holy Spirit or the quote-unquote Ek, which is the divine energy that flows from God. Each of us is connected to God through the Ek. Ekankar teaches its followers daily spiritual exercises in breathing, meditation, contemplation, and knowledge of dreams so they can experience God in the hearing of sound and the seeing of light. Huh. So to kind of gum it, dumb, sorry, dumb it down for all of us, uh, they believe that they can separate their body and their soul and experience the, quote, light and sound of God by journeying beyond mortal form. Interesting. So kind of like an, I'm just like seeing this as like an outer body experience. Yeah. Maybe? It feels like it's a combination of a lot of things. You know, like the meditation is very Eastern and then like you've got again the we'll out of body stuff. We'll kind of get into that in a hot second. Okay, but, cool. Um, Ekist focus mainly on three spiritual exercises. They focus on the Hue song, dream journaling, and soul travel. So now let's talk about the Hue song. Maybe I should join this group because this is sounding really interesting. <laughs> uh, you mean you do you will support you, but like maybe not. I don't um, really believe in organized religion, so don't roll your eyes. This at me. is the single most important practice of Ekankar. Uh, the Hue is the holy name of God. The singing of the Hue is said to, quote, open the heart to divine love of God, end quote. Basically, what you do is you sit or lay in a quiet room, then sing the Hue song um, out loud. Sorry. Oh, my God. I spelled, I spelled it wrong. So I was like, what was I trying to say? <laughs> so sing the Hue song. I watched that journey on your face and it was, it was a good journey. Out loud to yourself or quietly in your head for a couple of minutes. Then listen quietly and you might hear the divine act, the Holy Spirit, or you may just gain a new insight into your life. Okay, this this is not the religion for me so because like, I could not be quiet for that long. You just lay there, sing a little tune, and then boom, the Holy Spirit's there. Pretty cool. So, 
when you're saying like the god and the holy spirit is it like the christian god or is it their own god i don't know okay. i think it, i don't think it's their own god okay i think it's just god okay i was just curious because like some will have their own you know reincarnation of god and whatever so i guess i didn't look that much into like what their god was okay i was just curious my bad no it's not really a question you would probably anticipate getting no (laughs) uh the hue song can be as short as a few minutes or as long as 20 to 30 minutes a day whatever you want to do um now with dreams three harold clamp states that quote Dreams are the starting point for many who wish to begin the spiritual journey to God and do it in the easiest possible way, end quote. He suggests writing down a question or statement before bed, singing the Hugh song to open yourself to the Holy Spirit, then immediately writing down your dreams the next morning. By doing this, you could start to see patterns, and what you thought might have just been random things could actually be a pattern for your life. Well, I just want to point out that if they saw my dreams they would not think that at all so well and like i'm really interested in in dream stuff i just think it's really fascinating what your brain does while you sleep so like i write my dreams down anyways but they just say to do that if you want to get better at remembering your dreams so that's not like groundbreaking in any way shape or form in my opinion it is to the car people yeah in in my very humble opinion it's not (laughs) well have you seen any patterns that might be showing up in your life um i need to stop watching so much marvel stuff because they that shit shows up in my dreams all the time (laughs) here we go or you're a superhero one of the two i you know what i like your idea better (laughs) um now, lastly, we have uh, soul travel, which is the most complex of the three spiritual exercises. Can I obviously. guess what this is before you tell me? Yeah. Is it when your soul leaves your body and goes somewhere else? Do you want me to just like continue? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that is your guess. Yes, um, that was my guess. So no, I took this next part directly from my sources because honestly, it doesn't make sense to me and I just wanted to state it in a simple way. So okay. the source I got it from is religionsofmn.carlton.edu. So quote, Ekis regards soul travel as another means to experience divine spirit. Soul travel can be a general expansion of awareness and knowingness or a conscious experience of the heavenly worlds. Soul travel is a natural ability of the individual to move in awareness beyond the human senses. This happens in moments when one is most engaged in life and is the next step beyond dream study. The Ekankar literature on soul travel describes this process as one that becomes necessary when, quote, we forget who we are, our physical senses and emotions become overwhelming, and we lose soul's spiritual viewpoint. Regaining this viewpoint is called soul travel, end quote. So it kind of sounds like, and if this isn't what it sounds like to you, just let me know. It kind of sounds like it's like they're trying to recenter themselves almost. Like, like at the end it was, it said something about like your emotions and forgetting who you are. And so like that would be, to me, that would be like you have to recenter yourself and you have to kind of meditate on your own self and rather than like what's going on around you i mean kind of but i don't think soul travel is meditate like i don't think they put those two yeah together but that's kind of like the feeling i get from it 
is like you have to like I honestly don't I still think it's like an out of body experience like where your soul literally like leaves your okay so body. you think it's like what my guess was like where your soul is not in your body anymore and yeah. you like and you like can travel to like go to another plane yeah that's what I think it is that would make sense especially for the name yeah um so those are the basic basic principles of what car actually is um the one cool thing about this like religion is they are not strict on like sexual orientation or abortion or anything like that they're just like you do you you be who you are that's nice. we're not gonna try to like control any of that part of your life which was kind of cool like that yeah it's kind of refreshing um they also don't have like negative views on other religions they're just kind of like you do you and will do us okay so yeah so it almost feels like a hippie church <laughs> kind of i guess in a way um okay so now let's get into like i guess the juicier stuff of what <laughs> i could find so okay. i like how you phrased that yeah um give us the tm it's really not a whole lot to, you, to okay. be honest with you but like i said i think maybe i'll have to do like a part two of this and actually get have time to get the books and read them because i want to read go, them anyway and then go on the tour with me because yeah. i think it sounds really cool um because yeah i just couldn't find any to know. be clear i don't think the religion sounds really cool i think it's it's interesting but i want to go do the tour because i think that'd be really interesting to do okay so one of the biggest criticisms of our is that the founder paul twitchell fabricated and plagiarized all of his work from other spiritual materials he literally would copy whole chapters from other spiritual texts put his name on it and then sell it for profit isn't that what they got pissed at the guy before him for doing you mean after him copyright paul twitchell was the founder oh paul twitchell was the founder got it okay. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Gross was the one who got excommunicated. yeah him yeah yeah. I had it back. I thought Twitchell was the one right now. No. So I got it. I just Harold flipped him in Clamp my head. Is right now. Okay. Yep. Sorry I flipped him in my head. Yep. Um. So there is a famous quote. They call him a cult buster. Named <laughs> I love that. David Christopher Lane, who spends most of his career researching and debunking certain cults. Okay. One of his most written about cults is Akankar. Oh, interesting. He said he first started researching it. In 1977, in college, when he wrote a term paper paper on the new religion, because it was newer at that point, he actually sent this term paper to Ekankar, and two months later, they came back and threatened to sue him if it was ever published. Lane said this made him research even more, because if this religion was willing to sue a 20-year-old college student for his 120-page term paper, then he knew he was on to something. Yeah, right? That's super shady. Yeah. If they hadn't said anything, I would have just been like, whatever. Yeah. But the fact that they were threatened is, like, real interesting. Yeah. So, Lane found evidence of tax irregularities and personal misconduct from many of the Ekankar leaders. Shocking. Right. There was a group, <laughs> the Spiritual Counterfeits Project. Whoa. Sirius is snoring. Was that serious? Yeah. I heard that through the headphones. <laughs> so, yeah, he's okay so the spiritual counterfeits project that published their own findings of ekankar and they actually distributed distributed these at nearly every x center in the world 
Do we know how many X centers there are? No. Okay. The result was thousands of Ekists leaving the movement. Ekankar leaders went as far as to set up a meeting with um, Lane, and he told them all they had to do was tell the world that Paul Trichel had pretty much plagiarized everything and that he had, quote, covered up his life, end quote. Ekankar refused to do so. So Shocking. For years, Ekankar threatened not only Lane, but any publishers that Lane worked with, with lawsuits trying to get his writings to not be published. Um, Lane uh, said this actually kept him going because he was like, well, uh, I find other ways then. You know what? I love a vindictive badass. Yeah. He's like, oh, you don't want me to do that? Well, then F you, I'm going to do it. So Lane said he went through twitchell's book and found that more than 400 paragraphs had been copied from some redahasami text um and like when he's saying copied he means all the way down to the same grammatical and but like errors and everything so he literally copy just pasted. straight copy pasted it. oh my god um redahasami is a yogic religion that according to lane is Quote, designed to enable the soul or consciousness to ascend beyond the physical body to a higher spiritual regions by means of internal sound or life current, current, end quote. Sound familiar? Uh, no, not at all, Emily. <laughs> she says sarcastically. Yeah. In Twitchell's early career, he was affiliated with the Indian guru Kirpal Singh, and he was also a staff member for L. Ron Hubbard's Church of Scientology. Both of these associations have been de- denied by Twitchell and Ekankar followers. Well, at least you've got that going for you, that you're not promoting Scientology. Cause... No, he's just saying, he's like, no, that, I didn't do that. But oh, like, I they thought... have like proof that oh, he was a staff I th- member. I thought you were saying that he was saying like Scientology is bad, don't do Scientology, because no. I would agree with that 100%. No, he's just saying, it. no, I was never associated with Scientology. What a loser. <laughs> like... Sorry, but what a loser. Um, in 1965, when Twitchell claimed that the 500-year-old Tibetan monk, Rebazar Tarez, came to him and told him um, that, sorry, okay. <laughs> the Rebazar Tarez came to him and told him he was the 971st Ekmaster. Okay. And this is when Ekankar was officially formed, so... Cool. Um, so, funny thing. Ekankar wasn't technically a thing until Twitchell, correct? Well, it, he's saying it was uh, like an ancient yeah. thing because he's the 971st Ekmaster. Yeah, but like we, there's no actual proof of that being the case, right? There's correct. not like a village somewhere that's like, oh, yeah, we're... Correct. Okay. Um, so, the funny thing about Rebazar Tara's... Um, there is a place on the Baja Highway in California. Okay. And the highway sign is said, says Rebazar. And I, it says, um, Lane said to himself, I bet that's where Twitchell got the name Rebazar Tara's. Because when he first started this cult, he was in the He's same in area yeah. of California on the same stretch of land and road. And he probably saw the same sign oh and just god. made this like name up. Oh my god, this guy is such a loser. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's 
see here. It's <laughs> just really impressive that he like legit thinks no one's gonna notice. That you literally copy like <laughs> yeah. literally straight to the old point. Yeah. Um in an old article about Twitchell, he is described as having, quote, piercing blue eyes, to only sleep four hours a night, to read five thousand words a minute, to eat little, and to have the ability to be in all places at the same time. End quote. So he's just like really Ooh. in it, man. Yeah. <laughs> um Churchill is I can't said, take this dude seriously. No. I just can't. <laughs> I just can't believe people don't like connect the dots yeah yeah right Churchill is said to have made up every single Eckmaster before him Lane says that he pretty much just mixed names of Indian gurus with Chinese names to come up with like new names (laughs) I guess that's one way to do it yeah you gotta you know what you gotta admire if there's one thing to admire you have to admire his dedication Dedication, literally (laughs) like Like, yeah you made up 900 and some other names names just so that you'd be like oh yes this is a thing yeah I mean that's well, dedication. A, I mean money, man. It's all about the money. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, okay, so now I kind of mentioned what happened to Darwin Gross earlier, but I'm just gonna like go a little bit more into it. Okay. Um, after Twitchell died, there was no one that he had named to succeed him because he died kind of suddenly. Okay. So his then widow Gail Atkinson said that Twitchell came to her in a vision. And told her that Darren Gross was supposed to be the new Eckmaster. This was very confusing to a lot of Eckists because Gross had only been in Eckenkar for about two years. After his appointment, a lot of members actually left the, the church, I, I guess, quote unquote. Okay. Um, then a few months later, Darwin and Gail actually married, which confused and alarmed even more people. I was going to say, I bet you anything they're sleeping together. Yeah. The two later divorced in 1978, just about seven years after they were married. In 1981, Gross announced that he was stepping down as the current Eckmaster, and he had signed a contract that made him president of Eckenkar. With this, he got a salary of $65,000 for life, full medical and dental insurance, a company car, and entertainment expenses. Just two. I mean, that doesn't sound like a terrible uh, deal. Guess not. Um, just two short years after this, Gross was fired. The new Eckmaster, Sri Harold Klemp, had accused him of two point five million do- of stealing two point five million dollars of Eckenkar money. Jeez. Gross was excommunicated and written out of Ekin- all Eckenkar tax. Um, that's like um, one of the pharaohs had that happen to her. Uh, really? Hepet shit. Oh, yeah, I, I yeah. remember this, yes. She, like... But her son did it, that. Yeah, it was her stepson. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, but same idea. Like, the following pharaoh just wrote her out of text. Yeah. Um, And that's kind of, like, all I really have there. Um, like I said, like, I tried to find more stuff from, like, people who have left, but, like, there's not there's not much out there so if you guys can hear this really low tone i think it's like a car a truck. or a truck outside emily's yeah. house it's driving me crazy so it'll be gone in a second but um so that's kind of all i got but i thought that a good um way to end the episode is with a quote from the Eckmasters. i think it kind of just sums up this well okay i'm ready it says quote so this is in one of the books that you read as an Eckist. okay from the Eckmaster. 
I am the true master, and having initiated you, will be with you until the end of eternity. I am your master always, end quote. That's really scary. Yeah. Um, so that is the cult of Ekankar in Chanhassen, Minnesota. Interesting. Um, field trip, field trip. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I serious. So. Like, I would love to go. If you, if you want to go, let's see if Elle, we can rope Al in don't think i'll go i don't think she will either but we can always ask um like i said i I feel like i might have to do a part two on this one maybe i'll do it as like a mini yeah that'd be cool if i can get these books to me yeah quite quickly um if not maybe it'll be a full one i don't know but be on the lookout i don't even know if people will really like this i feel like it was kind of boring but I thought it was interesting. <laughs> I'd never heard of that religion. I'm I mean, I had, but like switch it up. It was when a little bit from what we've been doing. Yeah, so. I've I'd only heard of it because I was looking for cults in the Midwest. Yeah. That was the only reason I had heard of it. Yeah. So so the next cult I'm gonna do is a big one and that most people will know. So and honestly, like the fact that we have this cult really close to home, yeah, like it's really not that far. I'm surprised. Like we never. Yeah. Yeah, me too, especially because at least I went to Chanhassen Dinner Theater. Like, I'm not kidding, like four times in middle school. I'm jealous. It was fine. I wonder if the Ekankar people go to the Chanhassen Dinner Theater. Mm, I don't know. Probably. They don't, like, live at the church or anything. So it's not like there's a compound. There's just, like... No. It's, like, cult light. It's kind of... Oh, gosh, I hope no one gives me shit for saying this. It kind of reminds me of, like, Jehovah Witness a little bit. Oh, no, you're good. Jehovah Witness are not great. Yeah. Um, they don't celebrate holidays. They don't. Well, Jehovah's Witness, blah, blah, there's blah. a whole episode. Do you do you watch the Leah Remini show? No. So, you know how she's, like, doing that Scientology, like, does a deep dive into Scientology and how they, like, ruin people's lives when they leave the church and stuff? Yeah. So she did an episode with a bunch of former Jehovah's Witness, and it's, like, the same tactics. Okay, cool. So I'm not going to get, like, yelled at for saying that, but no, that's kind of what it reminds me of, where it's, like, you're not there all the time, but it kind of, I guess, Scientology in a way, too. There's, I mean, there are are some places in Scientology where people do live together, but, you know, it's not as common, so. No, not like um, the Warren Jeffs one. Yeah. Exactly. Not, yeah, not like yep. that. Um, okay, so my sources are um, religionsmn.carlton.edu. Okay. Um, the ekankar.org website, so straight from their website. That's a good f- source to have. Yeah. Um, www.eaec.org, which I think is quite similar to their actual website okay all that's interesting.com slash insane cults um www.debate.org um www.angelfire.com now this is a actual blog from an ekankar survivor oh but there again there wasn't like i got that quote that i ended it with from yeah that, but there wasn't like a lot of like big splashy stuff no like it was just basically it's brainwashing which i can definitely see yeah so, um and then the last one is uh com. all right cool and that is it so i hope you guys enjoyed um let us know one way or the other yeah because that way like we can kind of tailor 
what we try to cover you know yeah if we know that people really like a certain type of episode you know it it seemed like the great lakes one was a big hit um so if if you guys want more stuff like that you have to tell us otherwise we're just gonna keep doing whatever we want to do and we won't even know so um and here's where you can tell us you can tell (laughs) us on our facebook group midwest madness podcast on our instagram which is mw madness podcast or our Gmail, which is mwmadnesspodcast at gmail.com. Awesome. Um, well, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. This one did end up being a little bit longer, but that's okay. That's okay. Um, yeah, we will talk to you next Tuesday. All right. Have a good one. Bye.